take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy or on YouTube at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about green flags. Yep. Now, we've had an episode of yellow flags and blue flags and red flags. And so we actually were asked to create a podcast on green flags. And green flags are, what are those positive relationship behaviors Mm -hmm. that would indicate a green flag? So we're going to talk about the six green flags of relationship. But really quickly, I just want to mention what the other colors mean. So yellow is like caution. Yellow are behaviors that couples do. Uh, They're not against the relationship, but they're not feeding the relationship. So the relationship over time erodes. Um, that's a really common category to be in. So you can check out the yellow flag episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The blue flag, think about blue flag like code blue. Those are things you're doing that kill your relationship. So again, they're not necessarily horrible. Well, some of them aren't so good. Like the relationship is dying. (laughs) Yeah. It's dying. So you're doing things that put your relationship in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. The red flags are those toxic relationships that are... Something, something really bad's going on there. So go ahead and check out those other episodes if you think you're in one of those three categories. But let's talk about the green flags. Green flags. Yeah. All right. So the first green flag we want to talk about, and as you're listening to us talk, think about, is your relationship have these? Mm. And if not, then these are things you can do to have a better relationship. Yeah. So the first green flag is spend quality time together. Just the two of you without screens. And we've talked about this in many, many, many other episodes. Uh, this is really essential, right? I I actually wrote a little bit about our experience with wood stoves here in western Colorado, right? So in, in suburbs of Chicago, a lot of people have fireplaces, they're really good decorative, and, you know, they, they are really nice, you know, to, for ambience, but they're not functional. And when we talk about wood stoves out here, it's functional. It actually provides heat for the house. A necessity. It's a necessity, right? And so you can't keep the fire going if you're not stoking it. And so that's that time that you're spending with your spouse. You absolutely need to be investing that time and energy into your relationship. Otherwise, it it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to just fizzle out. If you think about your relationship like a bank account and the times you spend in quality time having fun together, those are deposits. And then whenever you're disconnected or maybe have some conflict, those are withdrawals. And so the easiest way to keep your account balance in the green or the black 
we usually talk about as black, is by spending quality time with your partner. And one thing that is a really important thing this day and age is be careful with your phone. Every time you pick up your phone, you've just left the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really easy to do. Our phones call our attention. So kind of have some boundaries around that. Because your partner will feel slighted by that. I, I was going to say, you know, when we use the word quality time, Gene and I actually mean face-to-face time. And most people misconstrue that word. Quality time is that if I'm sitting on the same couch and we're watching TV, that that's quality time. And that is not true, right? And so if you're sitting on the same couch and you're looking at your phone, is the same concept. You're not looking at your partner. It's not face-to-face, right? Also... If you are in the room with other couples or other people, that is not face-to-face time with your partner. You are spending time and energy with other people, investing in all those other relationships, which is fine, which is great for socialization. But when it comes to that relationship between you and your spouse, that's the face-to-face time that we're talking about. And research shows that a minimum of five and a half hours a week And that's for really longer-term couples, not if you're just starting out. If you're starting out, you have to invest a whole bunch more in that relationship. So the second green flag of a relationship is compliment each other and show uh, affection and verbally and physical affection and words of affirmation. That's a really important deposit to put into your relationship. Very green flags. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of people know about the five love languages, and one of the one of the languages is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are kind of incorporating not only that that you know verbal type of affirmation towards your partner, but it's also physical. Like you're showing this care and concern and love, you know, towards your partner, and you're feeding that. And you know, it, in contrast, if you are using negative words. And you're talking badly about your partner, it that is that is really obviously going to be very very detrimental and start to deteriorate the relationship. So you need to be, you know, showing that positive concern and care for each other. When you speak positively to your partner, or when you uh, acknowledge them, have affection, and appreciate them, what you're doing is you're releasing some really great hormones in their brain and helping them feel safe and secure in the world, and you're also helping them bond to you. So it really creates this nice, safe place that you guys can be together. And we often forget to do that. We get so busy in life that we forget to compliment each other. Mm -hmm. Or we take it for granted, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So remember to do that. That's a a really high-level thing that you can be doing, especially when life gets really busy. Yeah. Give a compliment. It feels good. So the third green flag is do new and exciting things together. New and exciting things, right. We have had an episode about this too, and this is, you know, the new and exciting thing. The new part is really important, and the exciting Mm -hmm. part is really important. If you guys go out on date nights, which a lot of couples do, that's great. That's awesome. A lot of couples go to the same restaurant. They love the restaurant that they go to. They love the chef, whatever, but it's not new and exciting, okay? And those elements are really key. When you are doing something new, you are not stuck in a rut. When you're doing something exciting, it is bringing about these this adrenaline and, and these bonding chemicals because you are now bonding with your partner, going through something that is uh, uncomfortable, it's unknown, and it can serve as a way to really bring up that excitement and passion in your relationship. When we do new things together, we have to interact differently. So neurons that 
uh, fire together, wire together. And this is where couples get stuck in a rut. So when you're doing new things, you're getting outside of that regular way that you're getting kind of boring and how you relate mm-hmm. to each other. And you're also discovering new parts of yourself of yourself, especially if you're doing something that's thrilling or exciting, because we don't know how we're going to react to those things. You can see some of ours on our YouTube channel where we eat foods around the world, (laughs) which is pretty funny, or go to Great America or something like that. But that's a really great deposit into your relationship. And the fourth green flag, and this is a tough one, is to be open and honest with your partner. Mm. This is, it it would seem kind of elementary that you would be open and honest with your partner, but it naturally happens where couples start to censor their words. And when I say naturally, it means that in the beginning of the relationship, it's really easy to be open and honest. It's really easy to kind of just speak from your heart and, and let your partner know who you are because your partner is being open, your partner is accepting, it's a new relationship, and so there's very little risk. But as the relationship starts to develop and as you start to invest more and more in the relationship, the two of you have more at risk. Right. So now there's this risk of rejection, risk of abandonment. You know, you don't want your partner to leave you. You have kids, you have assets together. And so all of those things are in jeopardy. And so those topics that in the beginning where you used to maybe be at odds about or have different opinions about, now couples start to back off of that. Right. Or some of those hot buttons in the relationship, now you start to kind of tiptoe around it. And when you tiptoe around it, you start censoring your words. Now you're not being honest with your partner. And so this is how it naturally progresses into that. And what happens is in that space, there's a wall that comes up. And now you are kind of guarded with your partner and you the trust is not being built. It's actually being, you know, eroded within the relationship. The other reason we're not honest is we don't want to hurt our partner. You know, we may be saying something that might make them uncomfortable or we don't really know how to resolve it. And a lot of times if we're really coming from a place of honesty, remember honesty is not opinion. We're not talking about your opinion about your partner. We're talking about honesty about your own feelings and and sharing that with your partner. And remember to be careful with your partner when you're sharing that stuff because you are walking into a tender spot and all people in relationships bring their own history. Hmm. And the point of relationship is to see that reflection of yourself and what you are learning about yourself through your relationship and reflecting that back to your partner. And so I guarantee you, if there's an issue in your relationship, half of it is yours. 50% of that is yours. So if you want to have an honest conversation with your partner, understand that your partner is not 100% at fault. Hmm. If you don't like something they're doing and it makes you uncomfortable, the part that they're doing is theirs, but the part that's making you uncomfortable is something coming up for healing in yourself. So remember to try to stay as middle of the road as possible, even from a place of curiosity. Like, I'm not really sure why I feel this way, but when this happens, this is how I'm feeling. and I really want to talk about it. I want to get through that. And the things that we don't talk about, they definitely build resentment and they definitely will over time kill the relationship. And a lot of times these things don't come out very pretty. Mm. 
That which we ignore wreaks havoc in our mm-hmm. lives. That's the old adage. So, you know, try to have that conversation as carefully as possible. Get help and support if you need it. But anything that you're not being honest with, with your partner, is either something you shouldn't be doing or something you for sure should be talking about because it is a problem. And the earlier you talk about it, the better. So what are we on, four? Mm-hmm. The fourth green flag is know your partner. Have respect for your partner. Have concern for your partner. Have respect for who they are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you might, that doesn't mean you have to agree. Right. Okay. There are certain things that I don't agree with what? with Gene. And I still respect her for it. (laughs) It's just the way it is in a relationship. You're two different people. You're going to have two different perspectives on things. And when you find time and you take that energy to understand where your partner is coming from and really truly learn about who they are, that is where you find respect. It's respect isn't isn't about agreeing or finding a place of agreement or compromise, as people say. It's really about understanding. And we when we don't take that time to truly understand our partner and you know why they see the world from from their eyes, then we are going to be at odds. You know there is going to be this this competition where you are on opposite sides. You know, in the beginning of a relationship, you spend a lot of time getting to know your partner and you want to hear about their history and you want to hear about who they are and what they like and, you know, what makes them tick. And we evolve as human beings. And over time, we forget that that person has evolved as well. And what used to make them happy or what they enjoyed could have changed over time. And so, you know, spending some time really like getting to know each other again and caring about what your partner feels and what they think. And oftentimes, this is a really important one, especially especially for the guys. If your partner's sharing something with you, ask them what they need from you when they're sharing. Because oftentimes when one person just wants to express themselves and talk about maybe some frustrations they have, they don't mean for you to, to fix it or take responsibility for it or any of that kind of stuff, which is where a lot of conflict arises. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they're, ta- when they're telling you something, it's like, what do you need from me right now? Do you just need me to listen? Do you need me to hold you? Do you need help? And they'll know what they need. And oftentimes we guess at what they need and then both people become really frustrated. Yeah, and I would say for you guys, be very careful with your tone when you're asking that question. You know, it's <laughs> not like, what do you need from me right now? But it's, you know, what do you, what do you need from me? Do you need me to listen? Do you need me to give you some advice afterwards? You know, do you need me to, I, I don't know, do you need me to just give you feedback, whatever it is, you know, and, and you're asking and you're prefacing it so that you know what role you have to play in this conversation. You know, we've been together 25 years and I still have to keep myself in check with that. You know, if I'm asking you a question about, you know, what, what are your thoughts or feelings about, you know, where we're headed or something, it's so easy for you to give me a sentence or two and then for me to jump in with what I think and feel. Mm. And then it's, derails you from really fully sharing with me. Right, right. And so remember that to to slow those conversations down 
and really listen. And one really good skill is to repeat back what you heard your partner say. You know, just say, you know, I want to make sure I got this right. So this is what you're thinking and feeling. And again, you're not condoning. You're not agreeing with them. You're just really letting them know that what they're saying came into your ears and you heard it. And that mm-hmm. is a big part of communication because all too often we hear something else mm-hmm. like the telephone game yep. and then that derails us. So really good listening skills. We have control over listening. We don't have control over making someone else listen to us. Well, and for guys out there, a lot of them get into this pattern of, you know, what I'm going to be cornered here, right? Or what did I do wrong? Or this is a trap and that sort of thing. And, and that's typically something that culminates over a long period of time. And if you are in that place of thinking that that's what this conversation is starting out as, then you are absolutely not going to hear what your partner is saying to you. And they may just be looking for your advice. They may just be looking for your support. But if you feel like you are being cornered or you are being accused of something, you know, or accused of, of not doing something, then you are you are already dismantling the the whole process and the communication will break down. And on the opposite side of that, if you really want to share something with your partner, say, you know, can we find some time when you're not distracted, you don't have other things on your mind or other things you're that are pressing for you and I just need to hear myself talk. I need to think through this thing I'm going through and I just need you to listen or you know, I, I need you to let me finish the complete whole thing of what I need to say before we turn it into a discussion. And that way you're each sort of prepared to have that kind of conversation, which is really different than a dialogue. It's much more of a monologue. You, you mean don't like lay down to sleep at like 11 <laughs> o'clock or midnight and your partner and you, and you both are sitting there ready to go to sleep and say to your partner, I'm really mad at you right now. <laughs> Just open up the late night fight. (laughs) So actually, I think I called two of the flags four, and we're on six. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So the sixth green flag is make your relationship a priority. There's a really big concept in this world that we are very attracted, not attracted to, but what grabs our attention is something that is unimportant and not really urgent. You know, like your phone is always like, hey, notification, but it's like an email or Facebook or something. It's not it's not something that's really that important, but it feels that way and it grabs our attention. And things that are really important in our life don't feel urgent. Like nobody urgently runs to the gym to work out or urgently eats a salad. Some people do, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they do. But those kind of things usually take a little bit more planning and commitment. And the same thing holds true in our relationship because once we invest a lot in our relationship and it feels pretty solid, it seems like, okay, I can kind of put that on the back burner and get to something that seems more important like work or kids or school or whatever those other things are that are also important. But over time, whatever, you know, relationships are like their own living entity, so if it's like a plant and you just stop watering it, sooner or later it's going to wither. Just whatever you put your time and energy into is what you're going to grow. And if you are making work a priority, if you're making your friends a priority, if you're making you know extended family a priority, well, then you something is going to give. 
And that is going to be your primary relationship. And we have always said that the primary relationship is the cornerstone of the family. So if you are not investing in that, then the rest of the family is affected. Cornerstone crumbles, the arch crumbles. For the individual person, your mental wellness is so much better if you're in a healthy relationship. You feel safer, secure, more connected. You feel like your life has a sense of meaning and purpose. You have less anxiety, less depression. If you are in a healthy relationship, your physical health is better. Mm-hmm. You're stronger, healthier. You're, there are so many ways that relationships, what we're designed to do as human beings, is be in relationship. And our primary relationship has the greatest opportunity to help us feel good in this world, connected, safe, to help us heal to help us grow. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And we're so excited to offer you this Couples Weekend Intensive. Too often we hear about couples who are in love with each other, but just feel like something is missing. The relationship has become something they long for, but their lives are driven by work, children, and everyday stress, leaving no time to nurture their connection. Just like a flower needs sunlight, water, and care, A relationship is its own living, breathing entity. Without proper care, it will wither. So we've created this fun weekend where couples can have a space to breathe life back into the most intimate parts of their relationship and create new levels of connection. On this weekend, you will learn what it takes to create and grow an amazing relationship. We've taken out the guesswork. So all you have to do is just show up and let us show you the way. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today on Couple Synergy on the topic of green flags. And we really encourage you guys all to listen to the episode about yellow flags, red flags, blue flags. And I want to do a shameless plug here for our weekend intensive mm-hmm. for couples because all of these green flags are encouraged and promoted in the couples weekend intensive and practiced. and practiced absolutely so we we teach it we help the couples uh, understand it and implement it into their relationships so there's probably going to be a little uh little ad here for the weekend intensive which we have two uh, weekend intensives that are scheduled for in for uh, 2023 out here in colorado and one of the most important things about the weekend is it allows you to have that experience and shift both physiologically, so you're shifting your brain chemistry, you're fixing what you're shifting what it feels like. So you're getting that good deep payoff while you're doing the work. Because a lot of times when we're asking people to do the work, they're not really sure what the payoff's going to be if their partner's going to be open and vulnerable with them in creating this relationship. And so it gives you a really safe space to have those difficult conversations and to feel what it's like to spend a good chunk of time really great quality time learning and bonding with your partner so again we want to thank you for joining us today on couple synergy our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you our listeners for all of you listening please let us know how you enjoyed the show if you have any questions comments or topic suggestions please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com for more information about couple synergy and our programs such as relationship 101 the home study course the couple's weekend intensive and our premier coaching program working with myself and gene called couple to couple look us up online at couplesynergy.com 
And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.